Welcome to Life on Pause, a podcast defining the experience of being a young adult with cancer. Each episode, we explore issues impacting young adults in and after treatment. Like what you hear? Have something to add? Come join us for next month's recording, the third Tuesday at 6 p.m. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Life on Pause podcast. Today, we're going to discuss a very common topic, siblings, more specifically the relationship with siblings when one is faced with cancer. So I'm Kayla. This is my younger brother, Anthony. Hello. So before Kayla had cancer, we were all like, just like regular siblings, you know, we argued and like we hung out, but we weren't like super close. Like I wouldn't say we were like best friends or anything. After, well, I guess I won't go into that yet, but yeah, we were just regular siblings and just run of the mill. I'm Kat. I'm Chanel. I am older than Catherine. So I'm the baby. Yeah, she's the baby of the family. So we are like traditional siblings where she is six, eight years younger than me, something. It's a large portion of years younger than me to where I often was like, no, please leave me alone. Go away, small child. Yeah, but that was when we were younger. We were actually pretty close, like pre-cancer too. Don't let anyone tell you that. No, we were were close actually. (laughs) Okay, yeah, we were close. Okay. So I didn't bring my brother with me, but I'm 25 and he's 32 currently. So like back then, I guess I was 23. He was 29. So seven-ish years difference. He didn't live with us at the time. So like we're we're nice to each other and stuff. I guess we just don't relate. So we don't talk that often. It's not like I text him like every day saying, hey, bro, what's up? I'm Megan. Uh, this is my brother, Kyle. And we are only six minutes apart. We're twins, actually. So we've been pretty close, I want to say, our entire entire lifespan playing sports and just having each other's back through and through so we never really thought about who was driving yeah that was the main point so my name's taylor i'm 28 i'm the oldest out of four siblings so it's me and then another sister we're 13 months apart and then my sister maddie that's with me today we're four years apart and then my brother and i are eight years apart And I think that we've always been really close. Like I've always joked, like we've never really needed friends growing up because we've all just had each other. Like you have three other siblings always built in there as like friends and teammates throughout the year. So I think we've always been close like that. Yeah, I agree. We've always been very close through it all. I also was unable to rope either of my siblings in, but they're both older than me. I am the baby. And we have like a good separation, five and six years apart. So I was beat up a little bit on as the baby. And it was a little bit strange when I was diagnosed that regular beating up reduced. So now that we're all, we've all introduced ourselves, we have some questions to get the discussion started. Okay. So this is like the question for like the siblings that didn't have cancer. So how did your sibling tell you about their cancer and what was your reaction to it? I think at that time I was pretty young, so I didn't really understand it, but I knew that something was off or something wasn't right. So basically I was just scared, confused, didn't really understand what was going on. And then 
I don't know. It was hard to say because I was kind of young, but I still remember it. It was just kind of, it was scary. Yeah. I, I remember when my family sat down with me and I guess I've never really thought about like, how was everybody else told? So I was 12 and everybody else was younger than that. My sisters were 11 and then I guess like eight and four. So they were all like, you know, I was young, but they were even way younger than that to even comprehend anything. Catherine was diagnosed when you were 19 Mm -hmm. and I was actually at work. So our dad told me like through a family text message that I found out that she was diagnosed. And then after work that day, I went and visited her. She was admitted in the hospital. It was really hard that day emotionally, but I think being at work for me was the best way because then like I got myself in a better place to kind of be funny and be like the normal bantering self for her when I got to the hospital. Like I was able to just go back to making weird jokes with her. When Meg was diagnosed, I was actually in the, or family, and I really didn't have a lot of time to comprehend what went on. I was working full time and we have a chicken farm with 40,000 chickens. So my mom and dad spent two weeks at chicken house and I was 20 years old having to work a full-time job and take care of 40,000 chickens while my sister and my parents were in Hershey at the hospital. It was rough, but we, we all made it through it and all pulled together for my, for Megan. So that, that was the best part about having family and friends where we are. So when we found out, when I found out, I was in seventh grade and Kaylin's about like three years older than me. And honestly, I don't really remember it all that much. Kayla claims that we all had like some family get together in my parents' bedroom and that's how they told us. And then the way I reacted to it, I don't think I spoke to her for a week after just because I didn't know like how to react or what to say. Yeah, it was, I mean... Looking back, it was kind of a probably a bad reaction, but I mean, I was like 12 or something. So like, I didn't really know how to comprehend. Another question we have then that's also geared towards the siblings and how did your everyday life change after the diagnosis? I feel like for me, it, it just turns into everyday doctor appointments, everyday like go, go, go. Like this is just this is just how it is now and just confusion and just like a whirlwind of information and trying to understand what you have to do, but also being very young at the moment. So I think it's just a lot of it is just like a blur that looking back now, it's just like, you don't even know how, how you got through all that. So I don't really know. I know like for my siblings, it was probably a lot of being dropped off at babysitters and my grandparents because I always had to be up at the hospital or my mom had to be up with me. So they had to go other places. But this is a lot of stuff still that I've never really thought about. So I don't know if Maddie has any like thoughts on how they were bounced around during that time. Yeah, like for me, I was younger. So I don't really remember everything. But I do remember that getting bounced around. And I also remember like me and my other sister, we were always confused why like, she was getting more attention or like, oh, why is she getting all these gifts, all these presents? Because at that time I had, I really had no clue like what was going on. Like now looking back, I would have never acted like that. But at that point, like I'm younger. So I'm thinking like, oh, why is 
Like, why is she getting all this attention? Why is everybody focused on her? I know from my perspective, even though I'm the younger sibling, I always had, you know, the overprotective. You always ask about it. Yeah, I would always ask him, like, if he's okay, like, what's going on? And then whenever I got diagnosed and I was in the hospital for such that long period of time, like, I was always like, how's Kyle doing? What's he up to? Is he doing okay? And then in my mind, I'm thinking, how's he going to do his laundry? Who's going to clean the bathroom? Like, who's going to take care of him? Because, you know, I've always helped him out with that type of stuff, too. So it's not only worrying about myself, but worrying about my brother with all that, because he had, you know, like he said before, he had the farm to take care of on top of working and taking care of the house while my parents were down with me because, you know, they were constantly switching back and forth. And he was the only one at the house for a good majority of the time too, trying to see how he was doing with everything. So I think the only thing that changed for my brother, at least, was that I wasn't home anymore. I now stay with my grandparents because my mom has to work and my brother goes to school. I'm in my senior year, so a lot of things really change for me. Like now I don't get to see my friends anymore. I don't get to go to school and get to do like all the things that I want to do, especially because it's my senior year. There's so many more things that, you know, like my school does and offers and I can't really do that. So like for me, it's really different. Like now it's just I'm always home like doing something like I'm not really up and going out as like I normally was so the only time really I go out is like when I'm going to the hospital or when I'm taking chemo that's really the only time I go out anymore um I would say for us, the biggest thing that changed was I tended to cover a lot of the things at like my parents' house because my mom became the primary caregiver for you. Mm-hmm. So anytime they were gone and spending extended time up at the house, I was coming up to help with the animals. Yeah, because you didn't live with us at that time. No, I had a separate house and I worked at um, an outpatient clinic. So I was often rotating hours so that I could come up to the hospital a little bit more. So it did affect my work schedule a little bit. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) I remember finding out my mom told my siblings that they weren't allowed to make any dark jokes to me because she was worried that I was going to be too fragile and I was just going to break down crying. So I had to have like a talk with both my siblings being like, you guys are in charge of my humor right now. My parents help me with my medical stuff. You guys, professional jokesters, go off. Uh, since I was back in seventh grade, like middle school, I was still going to like school like normal, but both my parents, they would go up to Hershey a lot. So, and we have a younger sister as well. Who, how old was she? Oh, I'm six. She was around like six at the time. So it was just me and her kind of like, jumping in between our cousin's house and our grandparents' house. And we had to like get rides home from school or rides to places. So it was, it was a little difficult. And I'll admit, I did feel jealous because, you know, my parents were focusing all their attention on her. And like, we would see our mom like maybe once a week because like she was always with Kayla. So like, I mean, looking back, like, but at the time I was definitely 
it was definitely like a big like 180 on our lives. So since a lot of you have touched on like your like the changes in the relationship, this is open for everybody until um how do you feel that like sibling rivalry, how do you feel that changed? And like did you feel like you guys could still like fight with each other or like do what you like did previously? I felt a little bit kind of like how a lot of you were saying that it kind of was just a feeling of like be careful around Taylor or like don't do this or when I had my port and it was in my chest and just like having, I remember like my mom saying like to the other kids, like, just don't play rough around her. Or you can't hit her around like that area. Like you have to be careful. And I remember like how Maddie and like some of you have brought up about feeling jealous. Or I remember just like, there were comments around about like, oh, well, I know why Taylor's allowed to do this or stuff like that, where it's just like, I would never think it was a mean thing. And especially like now, like thinking about things. Um, and I think it's just like, just being young and not understanding what's going on and just reacting that way of what's happening and why is she getting this attention? And I, I think that we've always stayed close. And like Sammy said about being able to joke was like always a big thing because like, especially now that's the way that I deal with stuff still is that I'll just joke about stuff. And I think the four of us have just a really good close relationship that we still deal with stuff like that. So I think there it was a bumpy road just trying to learn how to deal with everything and just being like, well, why can't she do this? Or why can she do that? Or just like me staying behind a lot of the times. And there's memories where the my three of my siblings will talk about stuff. And I never remember it because I was in the hospital and they were off doing these things that looking back, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's why I wasn't doing that. Kyle and I were talking like we never really had like a sibling rivalry or anything but we were just talking about how like he was never jealous he was more what do you say he felt, he felt more neglected because my parents were always with me and all the 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 housework and all the farm work got put on to him you know from my perspective it was like I felt kind of bad because I couldn't do a whole lot to help out around the farm number one but number two my parents were putting so much more pressure on him than me but at the same time I think if I'm speaking for you let me know but I feel like he also understood why they didn't give me like all the chores and everything to do or have the same expectations as me I wouldn't want him to change it for the world because I knew you couldn't do it and you weren't well enough to do it at the time but it was, it was hard on all of us, but it was harder on me and my dad because we were always home together more than everybody else. Everybody else was down seeing Meg. My dad and I were always home doing stuff because we had to. Yeah. To keep even, things rolling. Even whenever I did come home, you know, we did find stuff to, to work together at and to do at. Like we, my family goes hunting. So I would go sit in a tree stand with them or I couldn't shoot a rifle because my port was on my right side so I yeah he taught me how to shoot a rifle left-handed so we found stuff to do together that we didn't always necessarily do before so I think that kind of brought us closer together too and I think we just became more protective of each other there too but I feel like it's more of a twin thing with being super protective of each other I think Chandel and I were in age that we never had like a rivalry thing going on between us but she was always actually like really protective of me as the older sister like I have a we have a brother too and 
he would like pick on me as I guess brothers do. And so she would always kind of be the one bringing down the hammer on him. And I guess she just got, you probably got more protective, I assume, when I had cancer. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. I just, I've always looked out for you and you got cancer and I was like, I'm, all right, I guess, I guess I'll just continue to do this and just keep the trend going. Yeah. Uh, it feels natural. I don't, I don't really notice a giant change in that, but I, but there were so many changes through cancer. I can't really pinpoint if my protectiveness was the particular change among all of the others. I think the biggest change is that like she became like a really big advocate for me and stuff hmm. because I don't really like speak up for myself. So if I was having like yeah. an issue, <laughs> okay, <laughs> if I was having like an issue, she's the one who was, who was like advocating for me, even like doctors and stuff, like nothing they were doing, just me not saying things. She's like, Hey, didn't you say you felt like that? So that was, that was like her thing. Yeah. I just want to say real quick, I, I know I already spoke, but I think how some of the siblings were saying that they were feeling jealous or they were feeling neglected. And I think they felt like, oh, well, why are they getting this tension? And I think on the other end, at least for me, you're feeling the same thing, but kind of in an opposite direction. Whereas I, I felt like I was missing out and, oh, why can't I go do these things? Or they're getting to do all this. So I think they were feeling something towards us about, well, why do they get to do this? But I was feeling the same thing back to them just in a, in a different way. I definitely agree with what Taylor said. It was hard. Like I knew there was reasons that I couldn't be out with my friends and everything while they, while him and my sister could. And it was just a little stressful. I definitely see both sides to it. Like how we could each feel jealous of the other. Whereas like he was off enjoying his life, but I was in a hospital or at home and I was getting my parents' attention and he was getting dropped off at my at our cousin's house or our grandparents' house. So I definitely see both sides. I think it's a struggle either way. Often I say that when one person in a family gets the cancer, everybody who loves that person gets cancer. So he didn't have cancer, but he was affected by it and probably still is being affected by it. To an extent, like I'm still dealing with PTSD and like it, whenever cancer gets brought up, it like affects all of us. I don't know if that's just our family or other people have felt that way. No, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. yeah okay. And also because like things I developed from like treatment and stuff like AVN is a big one that I still deal with. And so I actually had surgery not that long ago and like Chandel had to like really help me with a lot of my recovery and stuff. Anytime like cancer is like mentioned in like a TV show or something, we all just, we kind of just like look at each other. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. It, I would say we've all experienced something together. It's, it's a I mutual ex- trauma too, bestie. It's a mutual experience, just a different mutual experience. We, ex- we experience that trauma in different ways. Yeah. Super fun. I can't speak for how my siblings reacted. But I know that every time that I had like something new and bad happen or like when I got re-diagnosed, I always felt this like guilt where I was like, oh, this is going to ruin my sibling's day. Like, I feel so bad. That's like for us, what Taylor was saying earlier, we kind of just try to make light of everything. And now it's like, not like a joke, like we make fun of it, but we kind of just like make it out to be a joke because now we just realize like, yeah, that happened in the past but it's kind of move on from that and just kind of make light of the situation now 
you know, Kyle and I were talking and he said like the hardest thing for him was whenever something happens to me, he's at home, everybody's always asking him, you know, how's your sister doing? Is everything going is everything going okay? And, you know, that repetitive thing like we talked about last week with like anytime somebody asks how you're doing, like you just need a, a business card to hand over to explain everything that's going on. And with him, you know, he said that it was it was just the repetitiveness was getting it wasn't getting old. It was nice that people were worried and concerned sincerely about you. But it was more on about me and less about how are, how is he doing. I'm, I'm not trying to sound selfish by any means. I don't want to sound like a selfish person. But whenever you're 20 years old and you're pretty much living by yourself in a house that you don't know how not to burn down the right way, it makes it tough on you. And it, it creates, it makes you grow up a lot quicker. Even at 20, they say you're an adult, but you, you don't really become an adult until you... Yeah, go go through a lot of stressful nights and no sleep and worrying about people and vineyards. Well, it's like what Kayla said, you know, whenever one person in your family has cancer, everybody Everybody has it. And everybody has to go through with it and deal with it in their own way. So I like how you put that. Our mom was also diagnosed with breast cancer years after I, I went through my stuff. So I think it's just like, like how you all have been saying, it really affects the whole family. And then we've just had a lot of stuff as a family to go through multiple health issues for a lot of our family members and to just deal with a lot of stuff. So I think that even though it's a bad thing that happens, that like creates a bond with your siblings that just, at least for us, I think that just brought us again to our, our brother was born with health issues and had to go to Hershey. And then a couple of years later, I was diagnosed. And then many years later, my mom was diagnosed and then a second time. So I think it's just a lot for a family to deal with, but it makes you become more appreciative and it makes you just have a bond that like, okay, well, we all have to stick together for, for me and then for our mom and for everything else that we've gone through. So I think it, it strengthens your relationship in that way. We have another question for the siblings. What do you wish your sibling would have known about your experience? We talk a lot on podcasts about the person who's had cancer or going through cancer about their experience. So we would like to hear about the sibling's experience because as we've all said and agreed on, most of us, I think everybody, when one person has cancer, their whole family is going through it. So I think like Sammy had mentioned too, it's just like you have that guilt just like I feel bad that they all had to go through that and just that they all had to deal with it and that they're still like dealing with stuff or like still like even like I'm 16 years out of my diagnosis and there's still questions about like oh well how's Taylor's legs or just like how um, a lot of you have mentioned about just always getting the questions and it's just always the um, reminder that this happened so I think that it's just like you know you have in the back of your head just like feeling sorry that you know at a at a really young age they had to deal with all of this and that it affected their lives so much and is still something that like I don't even really know like how it affected them and I don't think I've ever really taken the time apart from my own experience to think about what was it like for them and do they even know like like I asked my brother if he would be a part of it and he was very apprehensive but he was only four at the time so I don't even know does he did he know what was going on like we've never really had those conversations just how maddie had mentioned like we kind of just make a joke of it it happened and moved on like that's just the way that 
we deal with it with our siblings and everything. But I think I've never even really taken a step back and thought, what did this do to them? You know, it did a lot to me, but like it really affected them too. And our parents. I think for me, looking back now, since I was so young, now I think it's like a selfish thing thinking like, oh, like, why is she getting all the attention? Why is she getting all that? Like, if it would have happened while I was older, I would definitely take that into consideration. And I wouldn't even think that way. Because now I just think like, I couldn't even imagine going through that or dealing with that. I don't think it really like changed me in a way. I think it just made us all closer. I don't think there's anything that I haven't told Catherine because I'm annoyingly honest with her at all times. However, I do think that going through this experience with her has made me hyper aware or at least much more hyper aware experiences of someone who has a disability than I was previously. But this definitely opened my eyes to a lot of things that I definitely hadn't seen before. So I know her and I have become much more vocal in our conversations to each other about that. But for something that I went through during this process that I haven't yet communicated to her, I don't think we've had any of those because I, I we tell talk too much, way too much, way too much, way too much. My experience from this, uh, from when Kayla had cancer, it was kind of, like I said, I was in seventh grade. It was a lot of just wondering, like, what's going on? Like, I understood what was going on, but, like, I didn't understand, like, the full details of everything. Like, I knew she had cancer and she was sick. And that means my parents had to be away for a long time, like, with her most days. So, like, I knew that, like, the gist of it. But it was kind of, like, just a lot of, like, confusion of like because like my life was kind of just like all over the place and it's just I mean I'm still definitely like dealing with a lot of that now because it definitely made me grow up a lot sooner like I had a lot more responsibilities because like I said I had a little sister so I had to like take her for a little bit too and I think we joke about it kind of now I don't know if Kayla likes when we joke about it that much but well, well, jokes aren't nice. Okay, okay. Some of them are nice. We will joke about it. And I think, I, I know, like, comedy is my form of, like, coping with stuff. I don't really know if it's chaos form. But we all, like, joke about it and everything. So, like, it kind of changed our openness. I feel like we're a little more open with each other now. So, like, the experience, it was a bad one. But there's a lot of good stuff that came out of it. My experience, whenever Meg was diagnosed, it was kind of humbling because we're 20 years old. And whenever you're 20, you kind of feel like you're invincible and nothing can touch you. You wake up one day and you, it just hits you that, hey, my sister has cancer. What what am I going to do or what can I do to help? The only thing that I felt I could do was just keep living my life as normal as possible so that she didn't see that I was changing my way just for her. It was live my life as normal as possible. And I worked with a guy that had cancer and he survived it. And he told me to just keep living your life day to day as normal as possible. Keep going and seeing her. If you walk in with a smile on your face in the hospital room, don't let her see you scared. That is how she is going to keep her, her mm -hmm. morale up and keep energetic and keep pushing through this. And I told her on the day that she was diagnosed, she's going to beat this. Everybody that has cancer 
or has had cancer or has cancer now, the, the best thing you can do is just keep your head up, keep pushing through. The Yourself is your worst enemy at times as well. If you get down on yourself, it's not going to be as well. If you have people that keep picking you up, that helps as well. And like from that perspective, that helps a hundred percent. Cause like whenever you see your family members coming in and they're smiling and they're joyful to see you and they're like, Hey, let's go for a quick walk. And like, they want to get you up and moving and everything. And even though you feel like crap, just seeing them in a good mood makes you in a good mood almost. And I think if I would have seen like my parents upset or my brother upset, it would have made me depressed and sad. So with him keeping that mentality with everything, I think that helped a lot. And you had said about the humor of everything and, you know, how that kind of gets you through. And that's how I am. You know, I joke about stuff all the time. Whenever I was losing my hair, like I lost my hair and got it back four different times when I was in treatment. And each time I think I had a new hairstyle, like he would shave my head every now and then and he'd like give me a mohawk and and things like that. So we just kind of like make fun out of it too. So, and joke around about it. We still kind of joke around about some of it now and the looks and stuff that some people probably are giving us. Like, why would you joke about that? But it's like, I went through it. It's how I keep light of the situation and everything. So I texted my siblings asking them if they had anything that they wanted to contribute since they're both at work right now. But my brother said, Mom and dad always told me that I needed to be the positive one talking to you. And since we always just call and shoot the shot, and it's inconvenient for people to expect you to take bad news the best all the time. Yeah, it sucks being the sibling too. Okay, so we talked like a lot about the beforehand like relationship and like during like how your experiences were. And then we touched a little bit about after. I'd like to talk about that a little more, like how, like, has your relationship turned back to like your normal or the way it was before, or has it taken on this new normal? And what does this new normal look for you guys, if that's the case? I think for me, all of our siblings, we've always been very close, but it definitely made us stronger just going through all that. And I feel like now, I'm, even though I'm the younger sister to her, like, I'm very protective of her now. I think that's kind of how it was on our end, too. We definitely grew stronger as brother and sister and everything. And like towards the end of my treatment, I was in college. I was playing field hockey. I was also living in an apartment with his girlfriend, now fiance. So like he would always come down on the weekends. So we would get to see each other. We would all hang out with our friends and like just be together all the time and just kind of joke around and have fun and everything. And I always kind of make fun of him, like if he has to get blood work done or get a shot, he's kind of a, a wuss on that end. So I'm like, you know, if I went through all that crap, you can get a little shot. It'll be okay. So I, I kind of make fun of him on that end a little bit with everything. We get by and I think with our family too, you know, we have family dinners, you know, now that I'm married and he has his own house, you know, we still make time to get together as a family and sit down and have dinner every other weekend or something like that with our parents and everybody. So, you know, I think just realizing that the time that you have with each other is so special and to cherish it. So I know during the time that Meg was diagnosed and leading to whenever she was uh, released from the hospital, I was actually going to a trade school with her husband, my brother-in-law. It, it helped me having somebody 
close that we could talk and see how everybody was doing with each other while we worked together all day. And then we would go to see Megan at night and it was better to have people. I think it's kind of a, a, just a different situation with us just because when we, when it was going through it for us, we were all so young. I think it's more of just of like, what would have been like, would we have a different relationship or would have things like, would things be better, more cheery or whatever, if we wouldn't have to go like through any of this, like how would any of us have been now? Would we have different personalities? Would we be different people? Her and I have like a a new normal now in terms of our relationship. Like we were very close beforehand. At least I maintain that. And I think we're like even like closer now. Like my, my friend group is her friend group. We have the same friend group. We're always together we talk every day i don't know if you want to add anything that oh yeah i mean we live together we oh yeah we live together but we are very close so yeah i i would say that just generally afterwards we spend a lot of time together we talk a lot together and like i said there's a lot of advocacy that happens and a lot of recognizing the disability like reaching out and doing different things and there's just a lot that has changed but so much of it has kind of focused on an area in your life that you never thought you would focus on. Like I never thought that I would be focused on like reaching out and making sure like, oh, did you contact the security office? Like, did we reach out here? Like I only get things done in my life because she's here to make sure I get them done. Small wins, I guess. I would say that our relationship, not sure if it changed, but we got older since I was in ninth, tenth grade when I was diagnosed and he was in seventh grade. And now I just graduated from college in May and he is, he's working full time now. So I think it's hard to say because we're in different stages of our life than we were then. But I know that we go out and get Popeyes whenever he wants food. I'm always the first person he asks. Maybe that's because we live in the same house or something, but it makes me feel good that we're close enough to go get Popeyes or whatever else, Duncan sometimes. So I think it's hard to say, especially when you're diagnosed at like a younger age. Now you're in a different stage in your life. So this is for everyone. What advice or words of wisdom would you give to other sets of siblings going through what we've all gone through? I would say like, just hang in there and just be patient. It's hard to say though, because it's like, because I was around that age, like eight, and it's so hard to wrap your head around or understand. So I think the I mean, if they understand patience or just give it, maybe just like give it time or it'll change or it'll get better. Yeah, I was going to say just like talk with each other. But like Maddie said, like, I can't even try to think back to how I would have acted like 16 years ago and how I would have. Like, I feel like it would be so, so different if, you know, like a lot of you are saying you were in your 20s when you were diagnosed. Like when you have that communication built and like you would just talk totally different back then my sister being eight and me, me being 12, like how deep of a conversation are you going to have about those things that you don't even understand really? So I would kind of say maybe just talk or try to keep things as normal as you can joke around. Like, don't feel like you have to act weird around each other. Just maybe maybe ask questions. Don't feel like dumb. If you don't understand something, don't feel scared to speak up and try to just try to understand a little bit more, I guess. I think too, it's important as a sibling to not just like 
Like I know a lot of this is like, hey, make sure that you put on a brave face for the sibling that has cancer. And I think that that's important, but also like, don't forget about yourself as the sibling who is supporting them. Like how you're feeling is important as well and how you're handling this because sometimes we focus so much on the person who's going through cancer that we're going to forget about our mental health and how we're doing that eventually we're going to break down and we're not going to be able to support that person. So make sure that you're like taking care of yourself and checking in every so often because I think that that's really critical so that you can continue to be beside that person. Yeah, I was going to kind of play off of that of just kind of feel like you don't always have to put like a brave face on like, yeah, it's good to see your siblings or to see your family smiling to encourage you. But I feel like don't feel like you have to act. And I guess just just you can be straight up with me. Like, you know, don't try to act differently or act like you have to hide your feelings. Don't feel like you have to always act brave and strong all the time. I feel like I would rather you express your true thoughts and tell me that you're scared or you're worried and not we don't have to try to play some game of like, okay, we're all happy and we're going to, we're going to try to do this and we're going to be strong and everything. I'd rather you just try to talk to each other and be open about what you're feeling. So later down the line, it's not like some big revelation of something that you didn't even know at the time. For me, my advice would be to always stay positive, no matter what the outcome or the circumstances are. The best thing you can do in life is stay positive, even whether you're eight, nine, 10 years old till you're 40 or 50 years old, it doesn't matter. If you're positive and have a positive outlook on life, you're going to be, you're going to be happier and everybody around you is going to be happier and you're going to be more supportive to everybody else if you are positive. And like everybody said, to take care of everybody else's or yourself's mental health is, is that's important as well. And that was my downfall was I didn't really care about myself was more worried about my sister. I just didn't show it to anybody. And that just might be the the God part is you don't show your feelings or you don't show this. And I understand it's it's okay to show your feelings as a guy, but it's it's also tough whenever it's your little sister. I know she's not my little sister, but she's my little sister because she's younger than me. Just always stay positive and be true to yourself. Be true to everybody else. I guess my one biggest piece of advice, which luckily a lot, like I have my best friends, um, Katie and Shannon, some of you met Katie this summer. So they are a lot of ways. They're there for me a lot, like a brother or sister would be. And Katie literally told me afterward, she was like, yeah, I was, I was this close to quitting my job and just like camping out at the hospital all the time. And I tell her now, I'm just like, I'm glad you didn't do that because not actually, but I was just like, I would have killed you if you would have done that. I feel like some of the most productive conversations that I had with my siblings were when like we were very honest with each other and we were just like, this sucks. This sucks, doesn't it? And just sort of like communicating like that mutual suffering and then moving forward together in understanding that this sucks. My advice would be to talk to your siblings and not avoid them for a week and then try and treat them as normal as possible because that that was the one thing for me I could tell like something was wrong with him and it was just so awkward not having him like it's not even like we talk that often but usually like we at least argue 
or something, but it was like nothing. So treat them, try to treat them as you did before. Like, don't like, obviously don't hurt them or like attack where their core is or anything like that. But like, try and be as normal towards them as possible because as the person who went through it, I think that was one of the hardest parts knowing that like my brother was like stepping on eggshells around me. And that was just, it was not a good feeling. Kayla and Anthony, I think this is when you say something kind of wrapping up style and then we'll use that as our ending. We've heard a lot of good stuff. And I think this podcast was definitely different than all the other ones. Um, just because we're not getting, we're getting experiences from not just the patient or the survivor, but the people who were with them through it all. And I think that's really important to get this message out. So thank you all for sharing your stories. Thanks for listening to Life on Pause. Ideas or suggestions for future episodes? Feel free to share them with us. Join us for the next recording on the third Tuesday of the month. Until Until next time. time.